0: joy of Julian on the Brown Note, and a belated review of Candyman, which is a reboot of the well, it's actually a sequel of the original Candyman film from 1992. It wasn't a it wasn't a masterpiece, but it is a film that has stuck. It's a, a horror trope film that actually stuck, and the character became memorable. A lot of those films weren't that great, but um, people have remembered it ever since, and it was only a matter of time. There were, I think, a couple of lacklustre sequels, the premise being you stand in front of the mirror and say Candyman three times, and this uh, very big, scary man comes and kills you. Um, So uh, this time I was piqued, my interest was piqued by the presence as a writer of jordan peele of get out fame and that really and that combined with some excellent reviews from critics set me up to really appreciate this film except it's not that good uh this time around the most interesting thing about this film by miles is the um setting of cabrini green in chicago cabrini green is notorious for being the number one worst public housing estate in American history. Number one, above anywhere else. Uh, Throughout the 50s and 60s and 70s, it was a notorious hellhole to live in. Third world conditions, astonishing rates of violence, um, just a hopeless despairing. Uh, It became the poster child for ghettos in america like the worst of the worst ghettos so it it started to, it makes a good choice in having um building the film there now because most of it's demolished and gentrified and and arty types live there and in, in big glass palaces and so on which is a, a a useful starting point um because it's it goes into the nature of gentrification and so on um we have Anthony McCoy as a visual artist who lives with his uh, wife, who's a gallery owner, gallery promoter, something along those lines. He has struggled to make polemic, interesting art. So he revisits this story of the murders of the original Candyman movie and to inspire him to make you know, social art about Cabrini Green and its past and the murders that happened... Which is another good element. All fine so far and he gradually gets sucked into this world of the original murders and what actually happened. And it begins to consume him and his relationships and murders start happening around him like at his gallery launch and so on. Nothing wrong with any of this so far. I would say this film was a terrible letdown. Um, for a start, it doesn't, not really much happened. It kind of like has a long build and then sort of a bit of stuff happens at the end, but really virtually nothing happens. It's all sort of atmospheric build. Something that really grates on me, and I'm going to come across as a massive racist for saying this, I I have a problem with representation on in TV and film where I don't buy it, where I feel like it is distracting. And there is an awful lot of people that will make... Black television and black movies where they present a group of people which are so unrealistically detached from any sort of... like. I, I understand that you've got to make everyone you know, not in the ghetto. They've got to be successful. But I reviewed that Janelle Monet film last year and it was like they shoehorned her into being this big public speaker in these terrible speeches where the whole world was listening to what she would say even though it was awful and they keep making these like in this film one of them is this acclaimed artist and the other one that we're supposed to identify is goes to soirees in new york and galleries where champagne's being handed out and i'm just thinking i don't like those people in real life why are they supposed to be aspirational i understand i get it i've always had a problem ever since the cosby show because i was never a high achiever at school and they just rammed it home so much and it's like dad's a surgeon Mum's a lawyer high powered of course and i always liked theo huxtable and then right towards the end of the show the uh, whole series because he was a he was a he was a failure he was i could identify with theo huxtable he wasn't that smart he wasn't successful he was just a normal believable person and then right at the end they went actually he's dyslexic, he's really a genius. And I was like, no, he's the only one in the whole show you gave us that was a normal person, and he did that. But here, it's it's so many films I see where these people are clinking champagne glasses at gallery openings, and I just think, you you can write about normal people, they don't all have to be gallery owners and artists. It gets a bit much. So I found the people insufferable, and the world they lived in insufferable as well uh i none of the characters were particularly entertaining they were all fairly dreary performances Not, only vanessa williams showed up she was interesting i think she's a terribly underappreciated actress i saw a couple of her 90s uh films um maybe one of them was an arnie film or something but she was wonderful stunning looking really good actress really good lead actress so um she's she's in it but i couldn't really remember much about her role for considering jordan peele wrote it and how famed his writing has got um i was really surprised because all of the premise works on paper but none of the narrative of that setup goes anywhere or means anything it's never scary at all um it is occasionally bloody but it doesn't present the candy man as a particularly interesting villain um and a lot of the flashbacks to the past are a bit unresolved and the whole denouement it really does it doesn't feel like it feels like a cheapo horror with slightly higher production values it i wonder how much the um 25 million budget i guess take it or leave it but um i was just so disappointed it just didn't go anywhere it didn't have enough of a story once that premise was reached it just and and then it had this rather weird ludicrous sort of denouement which um you know it should have had that halfway through and gone from there to have a full film a full screenplay and it just didn't so i didn't find these people interesting i didn't really like them i didn't think that the screenplay had in anywhere near like it had about 40 percent of a screenplay to get through a whole film i would be surprised if this was two hours long 91 minutes i'm not shocked by that at all I, if you jordan peele's involved in the film i want a lot more from him the first time director of a of a proper film is going on to do a marvel film uh nia da costa on this basis i would say why like there's nothing here that would show that he's or they are capable of hel- helming a Marvel film, but then again, uh, Chloe Chloe Zhao has just released who who is earlier this year became the first person to have a movie on my show on new release that I gave ten out of ten to with Nomadland has now released the worst reviewed Marvel film in Metacritic history. The uh, The uh, Eternals has got pretty trashed. Apparently, it's really bad, and it looks really bad from the trailers. And I kind of hope the whole thing falls to pieces for Marvel. I want an end to the comic book era. I really do. So if they have a couple of massive $200 million movies that are just complete failures, maybe that will actually stop people making relentless reboots of superhero films. Um, So I, I just couldn't say that there was anything that interesting about the Candyman movie. The mythos, I didn't think, was that scary or interesting they tried to put social commentary in there but i kind of feel like that was a de facto lip service of the fact that they were filming in Caprini green and that was about it a lot of it was a film about the relationship between the gallery owner set and their clinking champagne glasses world which isn't a really big social commentary just because the people are black is it doesn't seem to have much to do with the rest of the world or social problems gentrification is the only one that really got nailed by what was going on um so i think this is a real failure what's it got on rotten tomatoes it's got like 76 percent on rotten tomatoes or something it's got really good reviews and i just don't see how i think critics at the moment when they're greeted with a film like this that is potentially about social issues they just go. They just switch their brain off and go. Yeah, that's that's really good. I was amazed by the social commentary. Not that it's a really poor film that doesn't go anywhere, has really uninteresting, unlikable people, not acting particularly well in a very dull story. So, Candyman, I'm going to give you a four out of ten, barely a four out of ten. Uh, from feature album number one, Remy Wolf, and this track really does show one of the main influences for me.